Welcome to the Sleazy Podcast, the podcast about anything and everything, but mostly TV and movies. And now it's time to get sleazy. All right, you heard the intro. This is the Sleazy Podcast. I'm your host, Sleazy, and this is episode 81. So welcome back if you've been listening. Welcome if you're a new listener. We encourage all that, of course. And tonight, I am joined by my dynamic, uh, the other half of the dynamic duo here, Mr. PBS, a.k.a. Kyle. You know, today is uh, <clears throat> today's Interstellar Day. Is it really? Well, for me, anyway. This is the anniversary of when I went to see uh, Interstellar in uh, 2014, I believe. Like my favorite movie of the last, like, 20 years. Interstellar is a phenomenal film. And then uh, tomorrow will be the anniversary of the second time I went to see Interstellar. So. <laughs> is that when you and I went? Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. That's the... Uh, I went, we, we'd been we've been looking forward to it for a while. And I, I went out one night. On a, it must have been Friday night and saw it on my own or something. And literally, like as soon as I, I left the theater, I I either called you or texted, and then I called you I'm like we we gotta go see this. You're like we can go tomorrow. I'm like okay, we'll go we'll go tomorrow. I think it was a Sunday because I something like that. Yeah, I was working doing payroll or something, and we went afterwards, and the lights went out on us too. I don't want to say. I don't think that was that one. Because did we go again too? I know we we went. I think you and I went twice. Yeah, and we but we both went in IMAX both times because yeah. if you're gonna see Interstellar, oh, yeah. Yeah. you've got to see it in IMAX. I really, uh, I, I really, I'd, I'd like to see them bring that back to the theaters again because it's, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, if a movie is good, it's good on right. theater and it's good in your home screen. But there's something about the the big screen and the sound, especially for Nolan's last couple of movies. You know, he's all about the sound. So yeah, and you know, that movie was actually pretty accurate when it came to you know hard all science because yeah. he went after like the number one guy in uh that research well, black had, holes. like uh kip thorne was the one yeah. guy <clears throat> kip thorne. i think he had he had like you know actual astrophysicists yeah like kip thorne working on it i think um i think it was for this that like some of their research that they put into the movie actually ended up winning them i don't know if it was like a nobel prize but it was some sort of prize that they won for more more in depth knowledge of black holes or whatever, as they should. I mean, it's that movie is it's phenomenal, and you experience a lot of emotion when you watch it too. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing that really got me. Like this man's taking a mission, and he thinks he's gonna go back to his you know his family someday. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's literally watching them grow up. You know, yeah. hours at a time, With time dilation and all that stuff. Yeah, because the time is just so different. You know, so I usually end up rewatching the movie right about this time, like once a year. You know, I I bought the Blu-ray, and I don't think I've actually put it in because then it was on like Hulu for the longest yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, I really do need to pop that in and and watch it again, yeah. but it's three hours too. Just about yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the that, that was that was a movie that we championed pretty hard back in the day. Oh for, yeah, for a while there, like every now and again, somebody would. Put something on Facebook or something like, I just saw this movie. I'm like, yeah. I tried to tell it. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening and you're looking for a movie to watch, definitely uh, pop look, in Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. Yeah. Look it up. Part of the reconnaissance. Schedule three hours out of your <laughs> day, uh, one day out of the week, and watch it. It's worth the watch. And uh, you'll, you'll thank us later. But it's time. There's an issue we have to deal with right now. Yeah. It's that time of the week again. Where we have to figure out where in the world is Robzilla, Fibzilla. If this, if it happens again, we'll have to come up with a theme song. Yeah, we'll have to have uh, somebody pay somebody to write a jingle. Yeah, like I wonder what the. Do you remember what the theme song sounded like for Where in the World Was Carmen San Diego? It was the it was the acapella guys. Remember? I, I don't. I don't remember. <sighs> yeah, it was. It was like it was the it was the acapella singers, and they have like. Um, it's been a while, you know, from the from the game show that was on PBS back in like the nineties. Yeah, yeah, I, I forget I forget what the the band name was. It was something like Rockapella or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah, but maybe, maybe we can pay somebody to sing, right? Do like a little rip off version of it. Where in the world is Robzilla? <laughs> is he staying at home pretending to be sick? Or is he saying he's going to the zoo only to stay home 
because he's too cold. This week, Rob Zella's in Laos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So to we didn't even get the pleasure of a message. Uh, did we get it last night? It was last night. Yeah. So it's it's becoming a trend about Thursday night around ten <laughs> that he sends a message, and it was like, oh, I can't, man, I can't podcast tomorrow. I forgot. I'm so sorry. I forgot. This is all on me. Tracy and I are closing on the house tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, Tracy and <laughs> Rob are not closing on the house tomorrow. Tracy is closing on the house. As far as I'm con- as far as I know, Rob is not on this house. It's like it'd be like taking your dog to sign the closing papers. Right, right. You can if you want, but it's not necessary. I think she just wanted her picture taken with him, after, yeah. you know, because people that's like a big thing now. Uh, people take their picture after they close. Like, I, I know. I think the realtors like doing that, you know. To... Yeah. I'd be like, fuck off. I'm going, give me my keys. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Here's your commission. Go away. And I'm going to get started on some things maybe tomorrow after all the excitement dies down. Right. But I don't want your, I don't want my picture on your fucking wall for you to show <laughs> off. But. Yeah, so you know they they had to pretend to be the happy couple for that, and I just want to see some pictures of Robzilla moving like some heavy furniture into the house. Don't, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. All that'll be there by the time he moves in. Oh yeah, and he's not. Ta- I I don't think he's taking anything but his dresser and his bed. Mm. So that's not relatively. His heavy. lady's got family, right? She's got like brothers or something. Oh yeah, she's right. got enough people to help her move stuff in there. <laughs> but yeah, Rob copped out again. And you know, Hot Sauce was supposed to be here. He was trying to get here. And he actually showed us the map on mm. 70. Red. There was a really bad accident with cops and ambulance. And he was sitting in the same spot for a half hour. And he just said, fuck it. And he, he turned around and went home. So it's left up to us. We started this. I'll be damn. We'll finish it one day. Carry, carry the load again. The gospel of Sleazy will continue with <laughs> Mr. F and PBS and Sleazy himself. Just mark my word on that. But, so, moving on. Since we're not here to make fun of Rob anymore. and It's too easy. It's like like hitting that punching bag. you know, Or like, uh, you know, Bruce Lee, boards don't hit back. Robzilla don't hit back. You know, it's funny. I was just explaining this to my lady friend the other day because she listens to the show, and you know, you know, she's not a she's not a huge fan of the term "lady friend," right? She's not. <laughs> she's not. But "lady friend" means the same thing as "girlfriend," I think. Uh, if you ask me, sounds reasonable, right? Yeah, I mean, you have a lady friend too, so. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> so. She, I was, I was getting. Uh, I don't know if I'd say lectured, but I was told I was a little too mean to Rob. At oh, times. Yeah. And uh, I said, you just you just don't understand. You don't understand the torture that I go through. <laughs> and back in the day, I used to see this torture. Uh, I used to see other people give Rob a hard time. And I'm like, you know, man, don't let those guys treat you like that. You know, you, you, you're better than that, Rob, you know. And then when I started hanging around Rob a little bit more, it's like, <laughs> God damn it. God damn it, Rob. God damn it. And then even, you know, when Hot Sauce started coming around, he was like, I'm trying not to pick on you, <laughs> you but you're just you're just giving me an excuse. It's it every, too easy. Yeah, every time, dude, you just you're just throwing me softballs. <laughs> so don't for a minute feel sorry for that man. Cause he brings it on himself. Just cause it just cause he's got that that uh, walrus face. Uh. The manatee face. Manatee face. (laughs) But Rob deserves every every stern talk that he has. Every barb and jab. Yep. And don't think for a minute you're trying to butter him up when he finally snaps and shoots everybody. (laughs) Oh, Rob Zilla wouldn't do that. No, he's too. He's a sweetheart. I love him to death, though. He's a good guy. I am upset with him, though, and he's... We're gonna have a talk about his attendance. Is this, is this week three? Uh, he's been gone for like a month. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I have my planned summer absence, but I still try to make it here and there. But that's this is this is a dangerous trend for Robzilla. But you have it planned, though. You right, you right. tell me. Yeah. 
I'm going to be gone for the summer. <laughs> and if I'm free, I'll be there. He doesn't tell, he doesn't say anything. It's all it's all good until Thursday at 10. Thursday at 10, like right before he goes, you know he's got his pajamas on. Never. <laughs> and he's like, "I think now is the perfect time to text Eric." He's like he's like he's he's got getting his food out of the oven, you know, he's picking out what he's going to watch on Netflix that night, the anime yeah. that he's going to watch. The shitty anime that he's probably watching. And you know, he's probably got a, a glass of bubbly that he's drinking of some sort. My my question is because you know, especially uh, on last night, he said, uh, "Like, oh, I just forgot it was my fault," you know, and all that. Like, how uh, how busy? Like, how 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 filled out is Rob's daily planner that he forgets like the one thing he's probably got to do that week? It's not filled out very much. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. His dentist appointment, maybe, and then the podcast on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, I gotta go to work from seven to four, and then after that, I'm gonna sit on the couch <laughs> from five to ten. <laughs> and then I get in my pajamas and I text Eric that I'm not gonna come. That's my plan. My plan. That's my Thursday night plan. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on, I think it's time for some crazy news. That never gets old, does it? I, I think it's perfect. It works. Until somebody sues me and <laughs> says, please take that off. Now I'll be like, okay, I have to take it off. I'm sorry. It's just got to go. All right, so you ready? Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. I did find some crazy news this week. Well, you know, in, in America in the 21st century, there's always crazy news. Arizona man narrowly avoids shooting. A taco saved my life. Ryan Bishop said he avoided injury, or worse, because his usually open car window was closed. I didn't want pieces of the taco flying around, he's quoted. Tacos, is there anything you can't do? That marvel of Mexican food has at least one true believer. Tucson, Arizona resident Ryan Bishop. He credits a taco as the reason he narrowly avoided being struck by a bullet. <laughs> Bishop was approaching the... Uh, I don't know, Pima County Fairgrounds entrance in his car early Sunday afternoon when suddenly the window on the driver's side shattered, according to a Tucson station. I had a very loud explosion happen in my window, Bishop told the station. He said that at first he thought the rock broke it, and he decided to pull over and inspect. Bad idea. I opened the car door to take a look around it, and I hear this pop, 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 he said. So I got in my car and I continued driving. He eventually pulled over and called the police, who soon arrived at the scene. They discovered a bullet sitting in the dashboard, and that's when Bishop focused on the taco he had been eating when the shots rang out. <laughs> what a lucky guy, you know? And, you know, there's so much, like, culture around tacos right now. Like, everybody's Everybody's obsessed into with tacos them. now. Like, <clears throat> have you ever, like... Uh, well, for any any guy that's been single and been on like dating apps, there's one of two things you'll find on a woman's profile. Something about tequila and something about tacos. <laughs> so, you know, um we, we both work uh, with a gentleman named named Bob, and he's been working at Kroger for a long time. Oh yeah. And he's he's always he's always been like a kind of multicultural guy, but he says, you know, like like back in the day, you couldn't find like hardly anything like Mexican food taco related. Right. And it's like it's all there now. The seasoning, the shells, everything. Yeah. And it's it's always hit. People love Taco Tuesday and Taco Everyday now. Taco Tuesday. As LeBron James would say. But uh yeah, there's like a you know, what half an aisle is filled with right. Mexican food now. Right. It's solely dedicated for you to be able to feed your family Mexican food on Tuesday nights. <laughs> Why is why does it have to be Taco Tuesday? Why can't it be Taco Thursday? I think it's just more alliterative, alliterative yeah. on Tuesday. But like you know, it just like, goes better. Like it just flows better with Tuesday, right? I think you know, no, you know, every day is Taco Tuesday anymore. It seems like for a lot of people. Yeah. But the thing that got me about the story was it reminded me of another crazy news story. Uh, and I think it was happened in Ohio. Oh yeah. It was like a man. Like like bagel bites was involved, like or or some sort of little frozen pizza thing, 
and like the guy left his house to go buy more bagel bites, and while he was gone, like his house blew up from a gas leak. Holy shit! Or like something f- from like a- an airplane or something like crashed into his house, and because he went to get go buy his bagel bites, he wasn't home, so he was okay. <laughs> I mean, this one time when I was working in the stores, this. I mean, this guy was huge. He was probably probably like six foot five, mm-hmm. and probably like pushing like four hundred or something. Mm-hmm. He had overalls on with flannel underneath mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. dirty ass boots. And he came up to me and he had a his own carton that he had brought in to put milk in. Yeah, because milk was like ten for ten. Yeah, and uh, it was just really odd. He looked like he was. Obviously, straight out of the farm, right? But he came up to me and he goes, "Hey, partner, where are them piggy rolls at?" <laughs> and uh, I'm like, "Piggy rolls?" He goes, "Yo, piggy rolls, them little things you put in the microwave with piggies in them." And it dawned on me, like, "Oh, pizza rolls." And I'm like, "Oh, they're down here." He goes, "What about them little debit cakes? I need little debit cakes to go with this." And I'm like, "Well, that's down there in this aisle." And I just thought that was always very strange. Well, there's always it's always. Uh weird in a way to like names that people have for certain things yeah and there was a, a guy who was looking for little debbie something one time but he called it something else like he didn't call it like little debbie's or hostess he called it like a, like some certain name or something and he's like yeah i don't like i think it was like a name that the cakes maybe used to be called or right some or like some other brand you know so it's, it's always interesting to see how people know something like that you know they'll be telling you about something like I have no or it's idea. like a brand from like a different right. side of the country that right. they call Little Debbie's here, right. like the generic name that's just what they call it, yeah. And then it takes you a, like, you have to start describing it before you realize, oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I got you it. want a zebra cake, <laughs> but you know, you this... want an oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> the uh, like I said, it's another story that just shows the uh, fragility of life. Just a man just sitting there eating, eating his tacos, that he could have been taken out. Yeah, was, it's was, one of those things that, like, it's just odd that it happened that way, you right, know? Right. Normally, my window's down, but I rolled it up to eat my taco. Right. The, the freak accident? Yeah. If I didn't have a taco, I'd have been shot in the face. Right. <laughs> wow. The way the world works, the universe works at that that matter. They, sh- they should give that guy, like, a sponsorship or something. They really should. Like, you know that you know how they do, like, the World Series commercials, like, such and such just stole a base. Uh, when, it, when everybody gets tacos or whatever. Such and such just survived, <laughs> just cheated death by getting a taco. You should do the same. Right? I mean, that's you know that's, that's a commercial that writes itself. I mean, we're geniuses. Not only did we, we single-handedly create a concept for a film last week that's going to potentially be worth millions to Hollywood. Blockbuster. Yeah. I don't know about Blockbuster, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to make money. I know. It'll, it'll, have, it'll be a Blockbuster. But we just made Taco Bell uh, a pretty important commercial that's going right. to cost, it's going to bring in millions of dollars of potential sales. Could be like really sentimental and everything, too. You know, they, I don't know if you've seen that. They've got that, uh, they got the car commercial now about like when you, like when you get in an accident, you know, it's not just you. And it's like, it's, the shows the guy, the guy oh, driving yeah. and his family, and the guy who's the, the Honda guy. commercial. I think, I think that's yeah. what it is. Like the guy who almost gets hit. It shows like his family. Cause the guy's walking out and you see the car coming around the corner. Right. And the, the collision detection stops the car. Yeah. Now, the only, the only, I just wish that was more realistic. Well, maybe John should look, look before he going. fucking comes out of the office. <laughs> Don't Precisely. just walk out and expect nobody's not going to be there. Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, He's my best friend, but don't let him on the dance floor. And then it shows the guy all worried, and they're like, oh, John's okay. Should have been like, he's my best friend, but that dumbass is almost always walking out and running traffic. Yeah. Maybe he needs to get hit. <laughs> Look both ways, John. Yeah. Didn't your parents tell you anything? <laughs> These stuck-up millennials that yeah. are spoiled. Never had to look before crossing can't the street. Even, can't even look left and right. Because he really doesn't. He's just like holding his briefcase. He's like he's, he's just like ta- he's like t- waving to somebody behind him. <laughs> hey, guy, bye. Got to get hit by a car. <laughs> okay, so the next story here is man sticks cannabis in his nose, forgets about it for eighteen years. I like. I don't. This I don't is even... not surprising. How did we not hear about this sooner? Does that does that make him a literal pothead? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is actually from Halloween of this year. Oh yeah, this article. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you know, just catching up on crazy news since we haven't necessarily we didn't we went a whole month without it pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, the patient snorted a cannabis-filled balloon before going into prison and thought he had swallowed it, doctors said. An Australian man suffered numerous sinus infections over an 18-year period before doctors finally smoked out the cause. Good old cannabis. No, not in the only way you're thinking. This guy stuck a packet of pot up his nose just before going into prison and then forgot about it for 18 years. The 48-year-old patient finally realized his breathtaking situation. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks to doctors at Sydney's Westmead Hospital, where he has referred after complaining of headaches, where he was referred after complaining of headaches. According to a study published earlier this week in BMJ Case Reports, appropriately titled Nose Out of Joint, <laughs> <laughs> a CT scan showed what looked like a calcified lesion in the nasal passage. When surgeons went in for a closer look, they ended up removing what the report described as a rubber capsule containing degenerate vegetable slash plant matter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Pictures are where it didn't happen. Here you go. There it is. Boom. You you went to medical school. Do you see anything wrong there? That is kind of hard to tell. It's a CT scan, so, I mean, you can't see anything other than... Yeah, you can tell there's something not where it's supposed to be. But... <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of uh, the Jackass movie. Yeah. When Ryan Dunn shoved the... Uh, was it Ryan Dunn? Was either Ryan or Bam. I think it was Ryan. He shoved the Hot Wheels car up his ass, and then he went in complaining of... Uh, <laughs> what was it? He was like, I'm having anal pains. And they x-rayed it. The doctor was like, oh, my God, how did you get that car in your ass? He's like, I don't know. Doctors removed the object and later engaged the patient in what the report called specific questioning. <laughs> At that point, the man remembered an incident in which he was about to go to prison and his girlfriend gave him a parting gift of some weed and a rubber balloon. The man inserted the bud-filled balloon up his right nostril, but ended up inhaling it further than he expected to the point where he thought he had swallowed it. And he forgot about it, despite suffering numerous sinus inf uh, problems since the indicate indicate inhalation. Uh, the man is breathing easier these days, according to the report. He reported a complete resolution of his nasal issues after having the weed removed. Do you think he like what well, was in a balloon? So I don't think he would smell it. Well, you know, it's just like <clears throat> if 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 this if you had if you had sinus issues for like eighteen years. <laughs> You'd think somebody would have done a scan between now and then. Yeah. You know, and, and realize that something was in there where it should have I mean, been. I guess in prison they were just kind of like, shut up and quit crying. Yeah, they probably, probably. Just didn't, yeah. probably just didn't care all that much. <laughs> okay, so this next this next story is pretty hilarious. Because we do a lot of, like, Florida news. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is great. Normally it's Florida man, but this time it's Florida dog. <laughs> Florida dog trapped in car drives in circles for an hour. <laughs> You've heard of Florida man, but what about Florida dog? In a cul-de-sac in Port St. Lucie, neighbors watched in confusion as a dog named Max managed to lock himself in the owner's car Thursday morning, accidentally put it in reverse and uh, drive in circles for nearly an hour. <laughs> you know, like you, you watch the movies where like a dog gets in a car and like accidentally bumps the bumps the lever down or whatever. Yeah, but it really happens. Yeah, I just imagine like like. Somebody needs to take the video of it because there is video of it. Right. We watched it before the show and put the Benny Hill music right. to it. <laughs> Yakety sax. <laughs> yeah. But the black Labrador retriever was reportedly left in the running car around 8 a.m. on Thursday morning after the owner made a wrong turn and left to check on something. Uh, that's when Max somehow hit the stick shift and put the 2003 Silver Mercury Sable in reverse. It began looping around with its doors locked, according to the Sun Sentinel. <laughs> then I saw the dog get out of the car, a big black lab, something, and I'm like, this is turning weird, Sable told the outlet. It was going on for about an hour. It was turning and turning and turning in a perfect circle. <laughs> that is skills, because Rob Zilla can't even do that. Right? This, this dog is getting more drive time than I, Zilla. I think this dog definitely has more drive time this month than Rob Zilla does. He might, he might have enough hours to go ahead and get his license. Right. <laughs> Passing the written might be kind of difficult, but whatever. Hey. But I bet I bet he can do the maneuverability. He, he can obviously drive backwards. So. <laughs> Just let him go through the cones. 
Well, wouldn't that be some shit if a dog made it through the codes? Right? You're like, okay, whatever. I guess he made it. Um, okay, so Sable said the car uh, then went backwards where it careened onto someone's lawn, crashing into a mailbox before the cops could intervene. He was doing pretty good until he hit the mailbox. <laughs> if you watch the video we watched, you could tell even like some of the people who lived in the area when they were explaining it to the news crew were laughing. So, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people got a good good laugh out of it. He went around for about an hour without hitting anything, <laughs> Sable told WPTV. The homeowner said the driver would replace the mailbox, according to the outlet. you damn right you better <laughs> fucking replace it. <clears throat> You know, you need to make sure that dog is ready to drive before you let him behind the wheel. You got to give him, like, maybe a seatbelt citation or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to laugh your ass off just seeing that dog fall the fucking uh, wheel around. Just, just sitting up there in, like, the seat with his, his you know, head looking back and forth. Like <laughs> it ha- I mean, it had to have been kind of, like, holding down on one side. Right. With the wheel, the wheel kind of getting, you know, uh, kind of... You know, the way you know, the car should be, where it should be able to, the wheel should kind of like be able to hold itself a little bit. The dog just standing up on the steering wheel, going back and forth. Yeah. I bet it looked happy as hell, too. Right? <laughs> they said it was like wagging its tail when they as got it, it out. It of the ran out yeah. Oh, that is great. Okay, so. Florida dog. Florida dog has stricken. Now we get to move on to Florida man. Okay, so this is from November 21st, so the other day. Florida man demands bank teller give him less money during alleged robbery. You don't hear that too often. You know, I mean, everybody's got to tighten their belts. You know, I mean, this is obviously not a greedy thief. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, no, 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 no. I just asked for this amount. (laughs) I'm not worried about getting caught right now. So a Florida man who allegedly robbed a bank while donning a Make America Great Again shirt. (laughs) What are the odds, right? Apparently received far more money than he demanded and told the teller to give him a smaller amount of cash. Sandy Hawkins, 73, was arrested Tuesday following the alleged robbery that unfolded at a Wells Fargo in Boca Raton around 11.30 a.m. Monday, police said. Hawkins, wearing a T-shirt that displayed his support for President Trump, told the teller he had a weapon and said, this is a robbery. (laughs) Okay. He demanded 1100 and the teller counted out $2,100 bills. But Hawkins, according to a probate, uh, probable cause affidavit obtained uh, by the news outlet, told him it was too much and again demanded $1,100. The teller then slid 1100 through the window and Hawkins took it and left, investigators said. Hawkins was discovered after the manager at a nearby sports bar frequented I, that he frequented identified him. When Palm Beach County Sheriff's deputies went to his home on Tuesday, he reportedly confessed and told him, I will make this easy. Well, you don't get that too often, do you? <laughs> he didn't have a shootout with not, him. Not your, not your average Florida man in that regard. Yeah. The one fucking mayor had a shootout with the right? SWAT team. <laughs> but uh, he apparently handed them a bank deposit slip that read, give me 1100 now. No alarms. Hope to get caught. Hope to get caught. Wow, you know that that, that makes me wonder. Like, is there a um, is there like a difference? Like, if you between stealing X amount of money and stealing more money, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a difference. I could be wrong about that. I mean, a bank robbery robbery is a, a felony to begin with. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Hawkins' old landlord Scott Vale described the 73 year old man uh, to the Palm Beach Post as an affable kind of person who probably reached some kind of breaking point when his wife died in 2013. Hawkins was charged with robbery and booked at the Palm Beach County Jail. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious what he needed the money for. If he was asking for like a specific amount, he obviously he, had something in mind. I think he just wanted to go to jail, it sounds right. like. I mean, I mean, that happens to some people anymore. Their life gets so shitty and or they can't afford wherever they're living. And said he was, what, 73? Maybe, maybe he didn't have any retirement, you know? He just needed somewhere to go. Yeah. That could be. He could have lost his retirement or something, and he was like, "Man, fuck this! I'm just gonna rob a bank and get caught." I gotta say, I'm I'm kind of disappointed in like how easy it turns out robbing a bank is. Yeah, because you know they're told anymore. You know, don't fight back if there's somebody. Just give them the fucking money. Yeah, if, you know if they if they have a gun, don't have a gun, whatever. They come in, give you the note, just give them the money and let them go because everybody's insured by the FDIC and all that. Right. So it's just it's I don't know. It's a little too easy. 
You know, it's not like Bonnie and Clyde. Like, right? Like, if you were in a bank and the place got held up, and somebody didn't say, "This is a stick up," wouldn't you be like depressed? Like, come on, man! I wanted you to tell me to get on the floor, fucker. Right? You lazy ass bank robber. Now I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna have to go back to work and tell me, "Yeah, I was at the bank when it got robbed." Whatever. I still got my money though, and they didn't rob me. Right? Didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's like you. You traditionally see like. Everybody on the floor, yeah, and then yeah. there's the guy with the bag running around. Give right. me your jewelry and your wallet. Right, you're thinking like Point Break or Heat or something. Like, no, just some old guy in a, in a MAGA shirt. We're a homeless person in that a, just yeah. comes in there. Yeah. You know, I used to, uh, I, I knew of a person who, when he would have, like, health problems or whatever, uh, per se, uh, like, say he had a toothache, he would just go and steal something yeah. or whatever hit somebody or, you know, run away from the cops or whatever. And they would catch him and take him to jail and he would get a cavity filled or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, people do do that to get, you know, health care or whatever. They just get fucking arrested. It was like uh, when it would be extremely cold, we'd right. always bust shoplifters. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, please take me to jail. Yeah, they just want to go somewhere warm for the night. Yeah. And the cops are like, oh, we don't want to do anything with you. Just go away. Yeah. Just stop bugging people. But... Ah, you know, I feel bad for the guy in a way. They said he's just been kind of crazy since his wife died. I mean, that, that's how it goes, you know. Maybe he just wants a hot meal. Maybe he should get together with Taco Guy. Yeah. Taco Guy's obviously on a high, and this guy's on a low. Maybe, maybe this guy just doesn't have tacos in his life. Could then, be it. Maybe he wanted some, you know, $1,100 worth of tacos. Yeah. I was, for a second there, the way you said it was going, I was thinking maybe he went and spent the eleven hundred at the sports bar where the guy recognized. Right, him. <laughs> the guy's got to give all that money back. I got I got eleven hundred dollars on a on a good tip here. <laughs> give me the Patriots this weekend or something. There's another round on me, everybody. <laughs> um, so that's the end of crazy news, but I did come across this real quick. It's an IGN state of streaming. I want to just talk about this. Just touch on it. Wow, I uh, took it down actually. Oh no! Oh, I'll, no. I'll give you, I'll give you a, a a minor crazy news story real quick. Yeah. While you look it up, there was, I sent you guys a video of uh, a C-SPAN this week. Where yeah, I did. If you're didn't uh, hear about that. if you're politically inclined, which I, I hope a lot of you are, you might have been watching the um, the impeachment hearings this week. Some guy called into C-SPAN three, and if you watch C-SPAN at all, you know they'll, they'll take uh, viewer calls and all that. And they have, you know, Democrat lines, Republican lines, independent lines and whatnot. And I guess somebody called in and said, uh, so, somebody from Florida, hail Florida, <laughs> said, uh, hail Florida, said, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry about all these, uh, these stupid people calling in, people from Alabama or something or whatever. Yeah. And he says, well, I, so I want to apologize for them calling in. I just want to say, impeach the fucker. Bye. That was a great phone call, I thought. Right, like you know, it's 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 live, so C-SPAN can't catch that. No. Sometimes some the, they can catch it, but some of those C-SPAN calls are great because right. then you get to see like the host, like like oh my god, like the their reaction. Like, that's that's Jim from Florida. No more calls for now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. What was it? Uh, last week tonight you used to always do a uh, C-SPAN like segment where they play mm-hmm. uh, like everybody calling in and stumping the guy. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> So, anyways, IGN has a, they do a state of streaming for 2019, and they've ranked the streaming services. Mm. And guess who's number one with a nine? Netflix. Netflix is. And I'm going to say that's just because of the catalog. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're still the top dog, you know. Hulu comes in right behind them, 8.6. I'd say that's fair, reasonable. They've got a great catalog. Amazon Prime Video eight point five. I figured that'd be close. I, yeah. I might have even put. I don't have. I'm a, I've got Amazon. I don't have Hulu, but Hulu's got like a lot of the sports and like right. the TV shows and all that. So it makes sense. Yeah. Well, and they have their own custom program right. too. That's very popular. Right. Um, Disney's right behind Amazon Prime eight. After Why? being out for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch out when they start get when oh. they get some motion and they get some of those shows on there. It seemed like we were going through yours uh, last week. It seemed like the catalog wasn't all that big yet. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe you think well, it sounds like they're going to change it up periodically too. Yeah, I think, so. I've seen some people talking about how they're going to do that exactly. But I, I thought I was a little surprised at kind of how small the catalog. But then again, it, it was like the first week, so I'm assuming they'll be adding stuff here and there. All anyway. Uh, okay. So, 
CBS All Access is right behind Disney with a 7.5. And I think that's mainly just because of like Star Trek and, you know, Twilight Zone. And they got some Twilight shows on and there. Big Bang Theory that right. people can watch. And, uh, but what really has me really excited about this rankings is Apple TV is ranked last with a 5.5. Like, how long has Apple TV been out? I thought that's another kind of newer one. Fairly new, yeah. I know, because we, we talked about Jennifer Aniston, I think. And She's got a new show on there. and Jason Momoa does, too. Somebody else had another new one that was supposed to be like like a prestige kind of TV show. I don't think people are going to gravitate to all these streaming services, though. I we think like can understand Apple being the lowest, just because it's... You know, every you know they got the the Apple cult who loves everything yeah, Apple. Well, they cater to one specific right people. Right, it seems like I the other ones are much have a much bigger umbrella. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it, people are divided between Apple and the Android, so you take that risk, I guess. Mm-hmm. Instead of being a studio that puts something out on Amazon or whatever, Netflix. But anyways, I just thought that was cool to talk about real quick. You know, they've got, uh, I don't know if you've seen this at all, but there's a, an old court case from like the 40s, and it was called like uh, Paramount versus the United States, and they're called the Paramount Decrees, and I guess the Justice Department is in the process of getting rid of them. And basically, it's got, I haven't followed it super close, but it's got something to do with uh, like movie chains and movie companies weren't allowed to like have a monopoly back in the day. Like back in the day, right? If you were back in the day when they wrote common sense laws. Well, well, back in the day, if you were like this theater or that theater, you were like a specific studio's theater, largely. So right. you were like an MGM theater, and you played mostly MGM movies. And if you were this, you were a Universal theater. You played mostly Universal movies. And I think the Justice Department's getting ready to get rid of this law, and everybody was kind of curious on how it's going to change all this stuff up. And basically, like everybody's like, is is Disney going to open their own theaters where you can only go the, like and show just the Disney movies there? Right. But I guess the big thing is everybody's worried about uh, like I forget it's called block programming, where like Disney says, all right, you can you can f- uh, show the Avengers or Star Wars, but if you want to show them, you have to show this 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 and this too mm. up front without you know whether you want to show it or not. Which you know a big studio like Disney is gonna you're gonna want their movies because they're gonna make money anyway. Right. But people are worried about how it's gonna, how it's gonna affect like the middle tier movies and stuff. Sort of like the the artsier studios, like A twenty four, that kind of makes art house movies like Hereditary and stuff like that. But also makes like right. Moonlight and Lady Bird. So like, if you're a little theater, like, are they gonna force you to to if you want to show the Avengers, which a little theaters like to do because they still show you know the blockbusters, right? But if you're doing the block programming, are you not going to be able to show the independent movies you want to show? And people are curious about if it's going to take, you know, the 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 art houses, if it's going to hurt them, if it's going to make uh, services like Netflix and Amazon, maybe they'll pick up the slack with the middle tier movies and all that. <clears throat> so it's just kind of everybody's kind of looking at it and seeing what 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 might happen. That was like like I said, that was the initial thing. It was like. Like is is Disney just going to take over all the theaters, you know? And, and you know, like hey, <laughs> Man, that, that, that's about the first reaction. They no, have. right? And of course, you know, Disney already has some of its own theaters. I guess where you know you come in, you see the Disney movies, you buy their merch or whatever. But it's just uh, interesting time in in movie studios and distribution. I'm and surprised they don't have more of their own theaters across the country. You know, well, I think you know a lot of it. I think has to do with. Everything's moving to streaming anyway. You know, yeah. We've talked about it before. Like anymore, if you want to go to see a movie, you want to go see like something you have to see on a big screen. You want to see an Interstellar, like we talked about. Yeah. You want to see the Avengers. You know, like Star Wars. You know, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna watch, you know. By the way, a couple more weeks, Star Wars. Forget that. I, I I keep forgetting that we got our tickets already. Yeah. So I have to keep reminding myself, like we're good. But you know, if you want to, if you want to sit, if you want to see your little art house period piece. You probably don't need to see it on the big screen. You got, you got, you know, you got your 30, 40, 50, 60 inch TV at home where you can watch it and have right. decent enough right. sound. So it's it's just kind of going to be curious to see how this stuff goes with, you know, Disney being the powerhouse that it is now and all that. All right. With that being said, I think it's time we take a quick break and we'll hear a word from our sponsor and we'll be back. Yeah. 
All right, and we are back from our break. Notice you got some vitamin water in you. You ready to go? Ready to carry this on? Move forward? Yep. All right. So, Daniel Craig has been making this rounds through the news. He said he's officially done after this James Bond. I don't think everybody's everybody's known that was coming. I think he was done last time, too, because he hates making these movies. I think, I think he said something like he just... You know his his tenure. There, there was like that big break in the middle. Yeah, when like uh, the M- studio M- went like bankrupt. Or MGM. Bankrupt. It was MGM. I or... think it was MGM, and then like maybe because Sony has has it now. I think because yeah. Skyfall maybe was the first big Sony uh, Bond movie, like in partnership. So there was a big break right there in the middle because he should have been done by now. I think just with the, with the scheduling, the way they had it worked right. out, right, and. You know, because he's, I mean, he's been Bond for like 10 years now. I i love those first two James Bond movies he did. We know, I mean, Casino Royale was like the big the big reboot for Bond yeah. in a way. Where like, they wanted to make the more serious, you know, kind of Get away spy from movie. cheesiness, yeah. I mean, they've all been phenomenal movies. Uh, the, the other two kind of shifted a little bit. How many has he made? Five now? Uh, he's got what, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace. Was it Skyfall after that? And then Skyfall, uh, Spectre, Spectre. So I think it's the, the four. So I have five, right? And it seems like for the for the amount of time he's been Bond, he should have had a couple more under his belt. Yeah, definitely. They've been talking. They, I mean, it seems like this one's taken him a while to to make. I think they switched out directors somewhere in there. And, yeah, something like that. And he he's hurt himself a couple times. I remember he was frustrated though when the, the they were going through the bankruptcy and all that, and he wanted to you know make another. Yeah, he wanted his trilogy. I think. Well, I think he just wanted to make the movies and be done. Yeah, in a large because he's that's what he said something about it. Like he said something like it's a big to do about everything, and he just kind of wants to go back to. Well, it takes a year away from his family too. Right. right. So <laughs> it's it's a hard. I mean, I don't think people realize the 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 stress of filming these movies on people. You know, especially if you're going to be like the star where you're in, yeah. you know, nearly every shot. Nearly every shot, and yeah. you've got to be gone for eight months filming. And then that's just if you get it right. <laughs> and there's no, like, reshoots or somebody, you know, like Warner Brothers Studios stepping in and saying, we don't like it, shoot it all over right. again. <laughs> shoot it all over again, we'll pay for it, fuck it. You know, you got those, those big set pieces anymore that take... The, you know, one piece of a movie alone takes weeks to shoot in it. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I keep seeing, I don't think there's an actual preview for it yet. No, they keep talking about it, though. I guess there's a lot of, uh, they make fun of James Bond a lot in this one, about how he tries to seduce women. Oh, yeah. Women aren't going for it anymore, and he's kind of, like, he has to adapt and change his ways a little bit. I liked, uh uh that's uh could be Bond, no time to die. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I think they've been playing with it a little bit, and uh, you know, I mean, I- I've enjoyed his movies, his time as Bond. I-, I think he'll go down as maybe middle of the pack. Yeah, you know? but you know, they've been fun, and uh, there's there's still the big to do about who's going to be the next Bond. I'm sure they're looking by now. I keep hearing rumors that they want a woman to be the next Bond. Yeah. Well, 007, not Bond. Yeah. But- yeah, they, they keep saying 007. Well, you know, I mean, you know, there's, there's always been that theory, like, is James Bond a person or is James Bond a code name? Yeah. You know, because the way they change, just change the actor, but it's always the same person in a way. In the books, I think it's obviously it's meant to be one person, but it'd be fun right. to see him play with that because, you know, the, I think the 007, you know, there's been other 006s and all that. So, it, and when you think about it, there's no major... Um, there's no like female led action movie like this, you know? right? Like you right. got you got I, Bond, you got Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. I think they really want to be the first one that like breaks that, right? You and know, that, and that, I mean, it's not that there hasn't been a female led action movie, right? Right. But they want a franchise right. female action led movie, right? I think that that could be something interesting. I don't, you know, I think they can do it if they keep the same tone. Yeah. Uh. But you know, obviously, I think if they're going to do that, they'll want a female director too. Maybe. So I was, I was uh, Clive Owen. I don't know if you've uh, seen a lot of his movies, but he was like my pick for Bond back when they were picking Daniel Craig. Yeah, because he, he came out with a couple movies right around then, like Croupier, where you were like, okay, he could be, he could have been Bond. 
I see. I I remember when it was down to uh, Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. and uh, Clive Owen was kind of mixed in there, mm-hmm. and then uh, Daniel Craig. And I remember thinking, like, I had saw I'd I had seen Layer Cake, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, well, he'd be cool if he got it. I wouldn't be displeased. Mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor, I'd see. I just don't seem yeah, as don't. Bond. And uh, I remember, you know, Clive Owen. I was like, oh, I could, I could see that. That'd be cool. And then, you know, they they did Daniel Craig, and I was like, okay, I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I was, uh, you know, for the longest time. I think a lot of people were talking about like making uh, Idris Elba the next Bond. And I was kind of like, yeah, he's he's just kind of past his time to be a Bond because yeah. mainly because these movies have taken so long. He's so he's a little kind of too old already. I'd rather see him as another character. Mm-hmm. In a Bond movie, yeah, I mean he's a great actor, and I think he would have made a heck of a good Bond too. Yeah, but he's, I think he's just a little too old to start, considering it's going to take another ten years worth of films. You know? I really like him when he plays the villain too. He's he's a really good. He was a good villain in uh, Hobbs and Shaw. If you haven't seen that yet, I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, it, it's over the top, fantastic, yeah. you know, yeah. Fast and the Furious, crazy, but he's he's good in it. Yeah, but I'm, I'd, I'd be I'd be down with checking out a female 007. I bet you would. Or some sort of spin-off. Would she be would she be like James Bond and sleep around, you know? Well, you know. I think there's a, a certain seduction to being a spy. And part of it is you have to sleep with people. Well, you know, I mean that, and that's that's certainly part of, you know, the bond tropes, cliches, whatever. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, I just I think that's part of the deal when right. you're an international spy, you that's how you get close to people and get information. You know. And it's usually, I think, in the Bond movies, it's usually the female villains like the one who sleeps around. Yeah. Kind of, you know, because who, who doesn't want to seduce the lonely James Bond is just the one that, James Bond is just the one that falls victim to their charm. Right. <laughs> so I'd, be, I'd be, be curious to see what they could do with that, if they do it. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, uh, Elizabeth Banks is just in the news this week. She's... She's just throwing out, you know, jabs and punches, trying to defend herself and her art and her passion of Charlie's Angels reboot that she went through with. Uh, But Elizabeth Banks is on Charlie's Angels reboot criticism. You've had 37 Spider-Man movies. (laughs) Let's face it here. There's 37 Spider-Man reboots, which there isn't. That's just a way, you know. She's thrown that way overboard, but that's because it's an in-demand thing. People want to see Spider-Man. People, on the other hand, don't want to see Charlie's Angels for the most part. You know, I haven't really, I've seen more than a few people, I think, share her talking about making the rounds for Charlie's Angels and talking about stuff kind of like this. And, you know, I, I get it. Like, it seems like there's been a few movies lately that have gotten, like, decent reviews and kind of bombed, like Terminator yeah, got decent reviews and it, it kind of fell off. That Doctor Sleep that came out a couple weeks ago has gotten decent word of mouth reviews, and then this comes out. So I don't know. I think it might just be like a, a bad time to be a movie or something. But I've I've seen a lot of people in like movie groups and such not really get excited by this. And I like you know, I, I actually I have to admit I haven't seen any Charlie's Angels movies, none of them. So it's, it's I'm not the audience for this. The well, the ones that they came out with like when we were in high school, right. With Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore and uh, what what's her face uh, Lucy, Lucy Lou. Lou, I think people did want to see those. Well, I think those were and like I said, I don't know about this. One, they were really, I mean, they're really bad movies when you think about them. But well, they, they were, were actually well, they were, I think they were kind of meant to be tongue in cheek. Yeah, in a way. they were fun and they they poked at the older series a lot. And with this, it was like a complete reboot in. It looked like they were trying to go for a serious angle. Yeah, look, they wanted to make it like Mission Impossible, but it wasn't coming off right on the serious angle. Like it just didn't come well, they, off. Well. There was a scene in the trailer, like oh, the the closet, you know, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think the cast that she chose just wasn't right in the the tempo of the movie. Just I don't. There's just something about it that's just off, you know. And she wanted to do a serious kind of movie, and it just doesn't come off that way. Let's let's just be honest about it. This movie failed because it has no Crispin Glover. Exactly. That's um, that's why the other Charlie's Angels worked. Very no, like, very uh, solid uh, opinion there. 
And uh, now we didn't talk. Did we ever talk about the movie he's got coming out? We shared that you shared that trailer for it a while ago in the group. I don't think I. I don't think we ever did like the shoot 'em up kind of movie. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, like I, I haven't paid close enough attention. Really, I haven't seen Charlie's Angels. Don't really plan on it. But, you know, if I if I catch it somewhere, I'd catch it. But and then she went off on another tangent. Like she was saying that uh, Captain Marvel was only successful because of uh, you know its male backing. Well, I mean, maybe she's got a point. She might, but at the same time, it's you know they're all part of the franchise. It does so. It doesn't matter in a way that the Marvel series or the DC series is a largely male led franchise. Like it's just the franchise. You know, there was a lot of uh, people that were excited to take their daughters to go see Captain Marvel. Right, and I get and that. I mean, like that. that makes yeah. sense. You know, female empowerment and all that. Who's who's going to be against that? No. But I I think at this point she's pointing the finger at other things mm-hmm. and blaming it for the movie bombing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I could be seeing it wrong, but I think she at this point she's making up excuses and just saying well, like, I I I haven't paid attention to these interviews where she's saying this. So who who knows exactly yeah. in what context I'm, she was getting it from? Yeah, exactly, and I'm I could be taking it out of context. So, but like you know you, said, I, you know I think it's a little. Silly, maybe to point the finger at like you know Spider Man. I, I think she just made a bad movie, and I mean it's okay to make a bad movie. It happens, yeah, and I think I don't. If anybody's crit- criticizing her for rebooting Charlie's Angels, I think that's a stupid criticism because we reboot everything now. Exactly. So you know that's you know I don't think people really wanted to see it. I mean, I think she could have been more creative and just named it something else. And well, and that's you know that's the big thing that everybody talks about anymore is. You know, it seems like every movie has to be an existing IP to get right. any traction. And everybody says, well, why didn't you just go kind of make your own thing, you know? But the, the reason is because she wouldn't have got the money or the studio exactly. back. So, you know, it's kind of like the vicious circle of things. And maybe, I don't know. I mean, she's, she because she's involved in a lot of movies, whether she's just being an actress or I think uh, director, producer, writer on some of these movies too. So, yeah. you know, she'll be back with something. She again. wrote this one. I think she directed it and she played in it. Something like that. Because she played Bosley in this right. one. Right. You know, I mean, I, I think she's kind of making a silly argument if, if she's making Does that Does anyone kind of take uh, What's-Her-Face as a, a action star, though? Uh, the the girl don't, from... Don't don't be dissing Kristen Stewart. I mean, but do you take her as an action? Well, you know, she's going to be in that one movie like where they're on this... Underwater station or whatever that looks good. Yeah, that looks really good. I'll say that. So I, I don't know. I think, I think it just. But is that an action movie? Well, I think it's sort of meant to be like an alien kind of movie. You know, yeah. Like they're all they all got to get off the ship, and there's something down there and all that. But you know, I think somebody made the the joke. There's like it's a bunch of like forty year old white women who went to see this movie or something. <laughs> and I so you know, I just I don't know if forty year old white women want to see this movie. Right. I think they're inside watching the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> That, that's what it is right now. But yeah, so like I, said, I think it's just like a funky time right now to have a movie come out anyway. Do you think the Hallmark Channel killed Charlie's Angels audience? Uh, you know, because you know, this is the golden time right now for women wanting to get ready for the holidays. Well, you know, like you know, Hallmark Channel used to have their whatever days of December they show their Christmas. Now they start showing them in, in November. Yeah. So I mean that, that I'd, I'd like to see somebody uh, dig into that that a little more. <laughs> I'm serious, man, because every chick I know is all about the Hallmark right. Channel right now. I heard you had to watch a few. I did. <laughs> I did. It was, uh, you know, it's funny that the one movie that I was I was uh, a part of viewing I actually recognized two of the, yeah. the people in it. And I was like, "Oh, that's such and such from One Tree Hill." Yeah. <laughs> and then I was I was actually starting to get. I was like, "Oh, I got to see what happens in this." And I left, and I was like, "Tell me what happens." And of course, Jim was like, "Well, they always end up with each other. It's always a happy ending." So right. they just—I was like, oh, "Okay." I so get, that, I don't know. That's, that's it's a curious kind of crossover there. But yeah, Alex said, "I—I I don't know." People people always look for an excuse when the movie does bad. And like I, I haven't seen it. Don't really plan on seeing it. Maybe it's just a crappy movie. I don't know. Yeah, you'll have I, to let us know out there if you've seen it. I don't. I'll watch it when it's like on Netflix for free. Right. Right. But I'm not paying. I don't want to pay to see it. It's you know it's just it's such a thing anymore to go to the movies. I'd like to have you know? Elizabeth Banks on the show. Like if we were real big, I'd like to sit down. And right. I like I want to know how you feel about this. Tell us everything. Are you blaming men for not wanting to see this, or 
are you just saying that something else here? Right. <laughs> but okay, so uh, this is gonna be our last topic of the night. It'll flow very easily, and it'll fit in with our nerdery that we we have here. But John Favreau, am I saying that right? I always thought it was Favreau. Favreau. John Favreau. I always yeah, you hear it's one of those names Favreau. that you hear people pronounce differently. Mm-hmm. So it was like for the longest time we didn't know how to say Kevin Feige's name. Right. Until I heard it in an interview. Well, like and it's one of those names you never really <clears throat> you always read the article, but you never necessarily see the interview. You know? Yeah. I think when they make like articles, they should have the pronunciation of how to say the mm-hmm. the name there at some point. I think I think uh, doesn't Google do that now? Like how do you say this Google and they'll it'll Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I think you can Google how to say something, or it'll take you like a YouTube video where somebody said it. Hmm. Should we ask it right now? Sure. Let me see here. Okay, Google. How do you say John Favreau's last name? I think I just broke Google. <laughs> it just like turned off. Okay, Google. How do you say John Favreau's last name? Opening YouTube. Uh, that's probably, yeah, that's probably where it'll take you. There'll be a YouTube link where it'll say his name. Oh, it's doing it on the. Uh, it's doing it on the tablet. <laughs> Why is it doing it? I must have. Heard. Again! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's taking me to a, a podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Is there? Is you know there... what? It's hearing the microphone go through the, because we have the tablet plugged in. Right. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah. So it's picking up the microphone signal into the. So it's both of them. The yeah. tablet. Yeah, that's why it was closing down on here because it's working both of my accounts. Right. <laughs> but anyway, wow, that's weird. Yeah, I don't want to listen to the, the podcast say his name. But so, uh, John Favreau uh, could reportedly take a larger role in the franchise's future of Star Wars. I'm I'm all for that, man. What do you think? And it doesn't sound like he's going to be like a director of some sort. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you know, I think I think the big person right now is Kathleen Kennedy. She's like the executive yes. producer of everything. Yes, Kathleen Kennedy is. And you know, I I I I still can't help but feeling like they've kind of botched the trilogy a little bit. And regardless of what how you feel about the films, what, I feel like when they set out, they didn't have like a plan, like a complete plan of what to do with the nah, three. They, I think they were just like, "We need a fucking movie, now. right?" Like, yeah, and I, I, I think somebody was suggesting maybe that was like part of the terms that like it was important to get the movie out. Like when when Disney bought Lucasfilm, like they wanted to make some of the five billion back or whatever that they paid uh, Lucas. But it, I, I really wish they like sketched out the trilogy better than they than they did. If it, it sounds like they're going to try to plug a bunch of holes up in this last yeah. movie, and that's just you know, regardless of how you feel about any of them, I, I think that was kind of a silly silly mistake. Given you know, they're <laughs> that they owned Marvel at the time, and those guys did such a good job of it. So I guess everybody's pretty enamored with Favreau's work on The Mandalorian. Where yeah. he's the showrunner, writer, or whatever. Excellent show. I've watched all three episodes, and they've all delivered. And I think wasn't wasn't the news out the other week when the two guys from Game of Thrones, they're not doing Star Wars now. Yeah, they're not. Right. Everybody's. Every, I think everybody kind of realized that they were kind of shit writers. Yeah. Like they were good at adapting the books that they already had, but when it came to writing the new stuff, they just weren't quite sure what the heck they were doing. Uh, and this article makes a point that. Uh, no one really knows what Kathleen Kennedy's future is. Mm -hmm. And according to Hollywood reporter, uh, you know, her future's kind of uncertain with Lucas films. I thought I saw part of an article where she said she's not even like sure where the movies go after this. No, they they have no idea. Right. And that's what they're saying because of the success of the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. It's just something out of John Favreau's imagination. Mm -hmm. And, Oh my God! You mean maybe some Star Wars stories that don't involve the core characters might succeed? Yeah, and Kathleen Kennedy is not a creative force by any means. She was served under Steven Spielberg as a producer or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean she's she's got a lot of hits under her belt, so she obviously knows yeah. what she's doing in a way. But like as somebody's dropped the ball somewhere here. But Favreau, I mean, you can credit him 
with the beginning of the Marvel era. Yeah, I was gonna films. say he was he was kind of heavily in, in like he directed the first Iron Man, yeah. you know, first two Iron Man, right? Uh, so I mean, he's he played an intricate part of starting the Marvel universe. He's still, been, he's a uh, happy whatever his last name is, and I mean, he still plays in it, and I'm sure he still has a hell of a lot of input mm-hmm. with certain movies. Uh, and then he he's you know obviously moved on and done other things. I think he did Jungle Book too, mm-hmm. uh, and then he did Lion King recently. Uh, so I mean, the the guy is just behind a lot of driving force at Disney, and I think they're seeing what he's done with the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and they're like he this guy can create something new and take us to where we need to go in the future. You know, and then that's what we were just talking about a minute ago where like, you know, Disney owns everything now anyway. <clears throat> yeah. So it's not like you have to make this kind of Star Wars story or that kind of Star Wars story. If you put Star Wars on it, at least so far, people will go see it, you know. Yeah, well and I mean the the new movies aren't unsuccessful. Right. They're just not what Star Wars people have Envisioned or well, the, as as a Star Wars fan myself, you know, as you are, I just, I'm ready to see something else. You know, I I feel like there's a whole you know a galaxy far far away. Show me something else in yeah. that galaxy. I, I you know I want to see new Jedi's and I want to see I want to see movies about the old Republic. I want to see yeah. movies that like man uh, shows like The Mandalorian where they don't take place in like the big cities. They take place out you know in other places. Yeah, yeah. You know, where where they introduce new characters like Baby Yoda. And then maybe tie them into the movies of some sort. Right. Or know? don't. Who cares, you know? You know, I think everybody's wanted to see, like, a Jedi movie, you know? They haven't done anything with yeah. a Jedi, really, you know? And I, I like... I, I'd I, like to see the Jedi come back at some sort and then take well, on I mean, whatever. There's no reason you can't make an old Republic movie, you know, when yeah. when the Empire was at its height and all that, so... I think, and, you know, that's, that's what happens. It's, it seems to be what happens, where somebody, like, comes in... And they have a good idea of what to do. And everybody just kind of gives them the keys. Like, here you go, do something, please. And uh, I, I think that's what they need. Like, I don't know if there will be a Star Wars movie that, or, you know, a Marvel movie for that matter, that doesn't make money. But at some point, you know, the formula will have to change a little bit. Yeah, to keep it going, to keep people interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell you what, though, that Mandalorian is it's good. I'm totally in love with Baby Yoda. Right. It's just the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I want all the merchandise I can get of it. But, but everybody's thinking that that's going to tie back in maybe to episode nine somehow, maybe. Ah, I don't know because, it. I mean, The Mandalorian ends after Christmas. Mm. I think December 29th is the last episode airing. Somewhere in there. Yeah, So, and Star Wars already have been out for a couple weeks at right. that point. Well, 10 days. So I think it comes out on the 19th, right? Something, something like that. I think the 20th is like the official Friday release date or whatever. But We're going on the 19th. Oh, yeah, it'll be open on the 19th. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so let us know. Do you think John's the man to take over the Star Wars franchises and lead them into a new era of characters and creativity, I really just, I want Baby Yoda to grow up so Mark Ham- Hamill because <clears throat> Hamill voiced uh, has voiced Yoda at some point. Oh yeah, I, I think, or he has a Yoda voice at least. So you know, if, if Baby Yoda grows up, I, I'm I'm assuming they'd ask someone like Hamill to come voice him or something. They did confirm that the Baby Yoda is a male in Episode Three, so we do know that much. Like I said, I mean, because you even asked me last week, like, do we even know? What species Yoda is? Like, no, we don't. That, no, that, we don't. That's why everybody refers to him as Baby Yoda. Yeah. Because he's mysterious. I hope we find out, though, the more Mandalorians we watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need longer episodes of that, dude. 39 minutes just isn't cutting it for me. Yeah, I don't... Uh, like I said, I feel like, you know, they wanted to make a Boba Fett movie at some point, and I think this is kind of a way to make a Boba Fett movie, but not a Boba Fett movie. You know? Yeah. And I, I, I feel like if you're going to do this, just make a two-hour movie. Yeah, you know, like I, I'm, I think I, this was the test for a Boba Fett movie. Yeah, so well, like I said, it's just you know we there's plenty of other characters and things to discover. <laughs> you know, give 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 us that series, give us that movie. You know, and we'll go see it. You know, yeah, definitely. But that's all we have for you guys today, you guys and gals that are listening. Uh, tune in next week. Hopefully, I can't promise it, but hopefully we'll be back to I think we need staff. to do like a midweek show where we just uh, show up to wherever Rob Zilla is and like beat him up. Yeah. 
like handcuff him down to a chair, and right? Put the microphone next to him. I don't want to talk. Get it out of my face. He was like, you know, curb stomp him or something. Beat him with a belt. <laughs> Answer the question, Rob. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like that, like that video you sent. Like, use the bathroom. You're shitting in your pants. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. Get get in get in the get in the basement. So you're podcasting right now. Ah. That was so funny. Should we? Man, let's. I bet we can play that real quick. Hold on. <laughs> that that was definitely the uh, the the WTF video of the week. I actually shared it in like I shared it in a couple groups <laughs> or whatever. But man, I was I like I watched it a couple of times because I was just in tears over <laughs> it. Oh, here we go. Ah, Demetrius. Get off the game, go to the bathroom, and take a shit. Now. Hey. Bathroom and shit now. <laughs> go to the bathroom and take a shit. I can smell you. Get off. Hey, go to the bathroom. Get out. Go to the bathroom. I can smell you shitting yourself. Get up and go to the bathroom. Now. No. Get up and go to the bathroom. Not yet. What the hell? Go to the bathroom. <laughs> You're shitting yourself. Not yet. What the hell? Go to the bathroom. You're shitting yourself. Not yet. No. I will rip no. everything apart. I swear to God. Go to the bathroom. Not yet. You're shitting yourself. Not yet. You're shitting yourself. Poop is coming out of your hey. fucking asshole. No, Go not... to the bathroom. Not yet. What the hell? Go. <laughs> not yet. So, so what game is this kid playing? Is he playing Fortnite or is he playing like Call of Duty? I don't know. It's some <laughs> third person kind of view game. Oh yeah, <laughs> like but you he's know st- he's streaming obviously, right. or, or somebody is playing with him and they've captured it from his microphone or something. Yeah, like you know we've all had like that game where we just won't stop playing for hardly anything. I've never shit myself. Right, I've a game. never gone quite that like <laughs> like like I remember back in the day when like Goldeneye would come out. And like my dad would make some dinner or something, and it would sit there and get cold because I was just playing so much. Yeah, but I've I've never I've never crapped my pants because I wouldn't stop for a minute. When I have to shit, I'm like, oh man, I have to shit. Pause. Go going yeah. upstairs. It, like I've been on online games before, like competitive online games, and I've had to been like, I got to hit the pause button. I'll be right yeah, back. Give me guys. a minute. <laughs> yeah, and if I get kicked, I get kicked. I'll be back. Man, I'm not shitting my pants for nobody. <laughs> like, like I think it's I think it's time for mom or whoever that was to like take the, take it take, take the this. Xbox away or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, and time to go. Like that's when you need therapy when you're shitting yourself. That you're truly addicted. You're addicted. To the game. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we'll leave you with that one, ladies and gentlemen. That my gem. call to action is always to share the show. Share it. Get one person to listen, and from we'll move on from there. They'll get another person eventually. So. Uh, like I said, I can't promise anything for next week, but hopefully Robzilla and Hot Sauce will be joining us. And we will see you next week. or you know, We'll listen to you next week or something. You'll listen to us next week, obviously. But obviously. Until then, have a great week, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in next week. Thanks for listening to the Sleazy Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and remember, listen to Sleazy.